Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is June 11th. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block and next week we're going to be studying 1 Samuel chapters 8 through 10, 13, and 15 through 18. I love the book of Samuel and there is a lot for us to learn next week. So I'm really looking forward to that. But before we jump into next week, let's finish up this week. And we're going to take a look at 1 Samuel chapter 3. But before we get into it, I just want to read one scripture that I just think is so tender and I absolutely love it. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 19. If you'll remember, Hannah has given Samuel over to the Lord. He's being raised at the temple by Eli, and they don't get to go to temple that frequently. It's not like they live next door. It's very spread out at this point, and so it's a once a year trip for them. And listen to what verse 19 says. It says, Moreover, his mother made him a little coat and brought it to him from year to year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. I love. Hannah's heart. I can only imagine how much joy she had in Samuel and how much heartache she had in Samuel. That is motherhood. It is the greatest stretch of joy you can possibly imagine and the greatest sorrows that you can possibly imagine. But in all of it, she did all that she could for Samuel. She only had the opportunity to do one thing every year, but I just picture her Every single year, as soon as she leaves the temple, as soon as she gets back to her house, she begins working on the next year's coat for Samuel. Maybe that was her way of keeping Samuel present in her mind throughout the year. Not that mothers need help keeping their kids present in their mind, but maybe that was just her day-to-day thing, way that she could serve and keep her hand in Samuel's life. I'm not sure. Now, I'm not much of a seamstress. I can't sew a coat for my kids. But don't all our mothers in some way have these little coat moments? In one way or another, are our mothers not all serving us that way, doing all that they can do for us? Now I understand that not all mothers are perfect. We have not all come from perfect backgrounds. My mother's pretty near perfect, but we haven't all come from that background. Some of us may have strained relationships with our moms. For some of us, it may have been difficult. Maybe it was abusive even. But can we look at our mothers and just say, what was their little coat for me? What was their one sacrifice? What was the one thing that they did to help me? One of my favorite quotes on motherhood is by Sherry Eldu, and she said, few of us will reach our potential without the nurturing of both the mother who bore us and the mothers who bear with us. And sometimes the mothers who bore us and the mothers who bear with us are two different people. But let's just take a moment today to remember the little coat moments from the mothers in our lives. All right, so let's move on to chapter three. Chapter three is where we're going to start to see Samuel grow and develop into the leader that he is going to be. Let's start in verse one, because this is going to give us a really important piece of background information. It says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Now the word precious there means rare. And so the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no open visions. 
Now, that's understandable. If you read the rest of Samuel chapter two, you see kind of the state of the people at the time. They were struggling. They were in the pride cycle and they were distant from the Lord. But the word of the Lord was precious and there were absolutely no open visions in that day. And so it's going to make sense what happens here. Starting in verse four, we see the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here am I. And he ran to Eli and said, here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not, lie down again. And he went and laid down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went unto Eli and said, here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. Now, there are a lot of things that we should learn from this story. First of all, I think it's important to understand the importance of knowing the Lord's voice in our lives. Now, it's a little bit different in our day. We hear the voice of the Lord through the Holy Ghost. But I don't think that we should discredit that at all. Yes, here the Lord was speaking directly to Samuel. And sometimes when we receive revelation, we think, yeah, we received it through the Holy Ghost. But aren't we underestimating sometimes what that actually means? The Holy Ghost is part of this Godhead. Three separate gods, yes, but one in purpose. And so when the Holy Ghost comes to us to teach us, to testify to us, it is God sending that spirit to our hearts to talk to us, to speak to us, to testify to us. That is not a light thing. And it is just as important that we learn how to recognize that voice of the Spirit in our lives as it was for Samuel to learn to recognize the voice of the Lord in his. Elder Rasband once said, The Holy Ghost binds us to the Lord. By divine assignment, he inspires, testifies, teaches, and prompts us to walk in the light of the Lord. We have the sacred responsibility to learn to recognize his influence in our lives and respond. By divine assignment from our Father in heaven, the Holy Ghost teaches, testifies, inspires, and prompts us to walk in the light of the Lord. And it is our sacred responsibility to learn how to recognize his influence. And not just to recognize it, but to respond. Just as Samuel did, here am I. I am ready to learn. I am ready to grow. I am ready to be taught. Another important lesson that we can learn from this, especially if we have kids in our home, is the importance for us as parents or aunts or uncles or grandparents or friends. It is essential that we are ready to teach the children in our lives how to learn to recognize the spirit as well. I love here that it happens in the middle of the night for Eli. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> doesn't it seem like our kids always want to talk in the middle of the night? They always want to talk at bedtime. And it's so easy to brush it off and just be like, oh, go back to bed. Just like Eli did, right? Eli's like, Samuel, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Probably super bugged by that. But it is vital that those of us who have influence on kids teach them what it feels like to feel the Holy Ghost. Teach them in moments when the Holy Ghost is present what that feeling is that they're experiencing. Teach them to recognize inspiration that they've received. Maybe they've prayed to find something and they found it. Teach them that that is a gift that's come from the Holy Ghost and that the Holy Ghost has spoken to them. That is a vital role for us who have influence over children. Now, I'm running out of time for today, but there's just two other verses that I have to share. Verse 19, which says, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and he did let none of his words fall to the ground. Absolutely love that verse. I invite you to delve deeper into it and ask yourself, what does it mean to let words of the Lord fall to the ground? The second is in verse 20, where it says, And all Israel, from Dan even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. Now, let's keep in mind here, Samuel was a young child. According to Josephus, who was a Jewish historian, he was probably around 12 years old when this happened. And he was all by himself. He was all alone. There was no one to witness for Samuel what had happened. Eli wasn't in the room. He couldn't stand up and testify that Samuel had spoken to the Lord. But here, everyone from Dan to Beersheba, so the entire length of where the children of Israel were, everyone within the boundaries knew about this experience with Samuel. They believed this experience and knew that he was established to be a prophet among them. My friends, I love what this teaches us about our ability to gain a witness for ourselves of a similar truth, right? With Joseph Smith, also a young boy, also all alone with no one else to witness for him of what happened that day, except for God himself. The only other people in the grove that day were God and Christ, and that final member of the Godhead, the Holy Ghost, can testify and witness to each and every one of us of what exactly happened in the sacred grove. And we can all know for ourselves that he was established as a prophet, even at such a young age, just as Samuel was. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.